We begin with a simple meditation, allowing your body to relax and enjoy the conversation which is to come. Sit comfortably and when you are able to, close your eyes. Place your attention on your breath as you inhale and exhale through your nose. With each inhale, drive your breath into your belly, allowing it to expand. And as you exhale, allow the breath to exit with a gentle sigh. One more deep breath in, into your belly. And a gentle exhale as you sigh. And again, a deep inhale into your belly, allowing for a full exhale as you sigh. As you bring your breath to a regular calm pace, inhaling and exhaling through your nose, allow for a wave of relaxation to wash over your body. Finding any areas that may be holding tension. Begin scanning at the top of your head, noticing your brow, your jaw, and releasing any tension. Scan your neck, your shoulders, lifting your shoulders up to your ears and allowing them to drop. And again, lifting the shoulders up to the ears and allowing them to drop. Feeling the weight of the world rolling off. As you continue to relax, allow your chest and your upper back to release as you become aware of the beating of your heart in your chest. You may gently place your fingertips on your sternum, feeling the beating of your heart. Chin to chest in gratitude. As you continue to relax, let any tension go from your belly and you may place one hand on your heart and one on your belly, connecting the vibration of these two centers through your hands. Release even further, feeling the weight of your body on your seat as you place your hands on your lap. Allow for this wave of relaxation to wash over your legs, puddling at your feet with any traces of tension disappearing into the ground. Continue to inhale and exhale through your nose, allowing yourself to relax even further Breathe for another three rounds of breath. And when you're ready, you may open your eyes. Hello, and welcome to the Live Journal Podcast. I'm your host, Paola Atlason, holistic nutritionist and wellness coach. During the show, I will be in conversation with renowned wellness experts in service to their community. We'll be sharing personal stories, tips and tricks, and the self-care rituals which keep them grounded. Let's begin. Hello, hello, friends, and welcome to Fun Friday Chat slash the Live Journal Podcast. If you are unable to tune in on the lives, um, these are posted to my podcast one week from today on a Sunday. But if you're here today, we're going to be chatting with a fellow nutrition coach, Annabelle DeFalco. She's going to join us. But before she joins us, I wanted to let you know of upcoming fun things and events. Um, I will be announcing a workshop coming in March. Um, The Ideal Pantry, I'm working on it with my dear friend Karen. 
and it's going to be a four-part series um, just talking about how to build an ideal pantry, how to build, have everything you need in a kitchen. So days for that coming soon. However, if you're ready to jump in into one of my coaching programs, I have a group starting this Tuesday and I have a group starting on Tuesday in, in a couple of weeks on the 22nd. So if you're ready to jump in and learn everything you need regarding nutrition, self-care, the lymphatic system, meditation, these are all the things we address um, in my programs. DM me um, to set up an intro chat. If you want to jump in on Tuesday, I still have space. If you want to wait a little bit but want to know, I also have intro chats um, every two weeks. And if you want to talk soon, DM me or email me and we can discuss. And um, as always, you are welcome to post your questions as we're chatting and let us know of anything you need. I'm just waiting for Annabelle to come in so that we can start our conversation. But um, some topics that I would love to discuss and I'm always open to questions are regarding mindset. What is your mindset around food? What does healthy food and healthy eating mean to you? What is your food story? And where did you learn that from? Is it something you've been carrying it for a while, carrying for a while? Are you aware of what it is, but can you go a little bit deeper? These are all um, questions for you to ask yourself because until it isn't until you unravel what your food story is and what your point of view regarding healthy versus unhealthy or how we like to call it good versus bad are any anything you learn that's new is always going to be um, disrupted by that. So you can try any diet you want. You can have me coach you, somebody else. I mean, in my programs, we address that and we get down to what is your food story? What is my mindset around food? And we, we change that. We change the conversation. We change your internal conversation. But if you're trying diets, reading books, following what somebody over here is saying, somebody, sorry for the sounds. I have a little guest today. Um, sorry, um, I'm going to try what this person is trying, what that other person is trying. Without understanding what your internal conversation is, it's never going to stick. And that's the problem. And that's the problem with the diet industry. It's a multi-billion dollar industry, but 88% of Americans are still not as healthy as they could be. So uh, if somebody's just trying to sell you a method, sell you a... Um, uh, a, a new protocol because they say so, don't buy that. Work with people that want to get you to understand what your internal conversation is, what your mindset is, what your own story is, so that you can truly make a change. So I see you here, Annabelle. I think you have to request to be in the video. Let me see if I can add you. Yeah, you have to request to be in the video so that I can add you in. Um, but in the meantime, does anybody want to share what their food story is? And I can read it in comments. What do you how do you see, what are your thoughts around healthy eating? What does that mean to you? What color is it? How does it make you feel? Um, is it something happy or, or sad? Oh, she's coming in. We can continue the conversation. Okay, let's there's always a moment where one waits. By the way, yes, I my hair. So I'm going to be talking about Hi, how are you? Good, thank you. How are you? I am good. Congratulations, first of all. I didn't see your post until today. Thank you so much. Yes, it's going to be exciting and crazy <laughs> over here. Yeah, I mean, three, I, I read years ago, um, an article in the New York Times, and it said, if you have one kid, it's so easy, you don't see it at the time, but it's the easiest one Two is manageable, because each person can, you know, handle one, three is something else. And by the time you have four is the same as having one, because you just don't care. anymore. <laughs> Don't care anymore. Maybe that's already with three, with three or two, whatever you're used to. I think it's it's all it's all a challenge, but uh, equally exciting and a blessing. And and um, yeah, so we're we're very excited. Yes, and you have such a beautiful family. And 
I feel like we've been following each other for a long time. I don't even know how we connected, but we've spoken. We've, you know, we're in each other's atmospheres. And I think we have very similar philosophies regarding caring for oneself. But I would love for you to share with our audience, who are you? Um, so yeah, thank you so much for having me on today. Um, I was so excited to come on and chat with you. I think I've been following you. You were one of like the probably first wellness influencers I've been following, I think. Um, and your podcast I also found very early on. And uh, yeah, so we somehow connected and stay connected, which is super nice. And um, yeah, so I... Um, actually stepped in your footsteps as well and uh, became a wellness health nutrition coach um, two years ago. I did uh, Institute of Integrative nu Nutrition and um, as I think now for a year I've been coaching a little bit less. I've been starting taking on clients and you've also helped me with that. So I see you as a little bit of a mentor as well. Um, and uh, yes, so that's been following you all all along and uh, now this this work makes me super happy working with clients being in service of others um, helping other women with issues that uh, maybe I've had myself and um, recently or a year ago actually I've also started uh, studying to become a meditation teacher so I kind of integrate the the two things, uh, mindfulness practice um, with the nutritional therapy. Which is so important, right? I feel like so many believe that nutrition or, or health or self-care is only the food and the exercise, the food and the exercise. Like, no, there are so many other aspects of your life that you could touch upon that will support you even, even further. So, Thank you for becoming a person in service to others to feel their best. Because it's interesting. A lot of people reach out to me, say, do you think I, what do you think about, you know, I'm considering becoming a, a health coach. And I say, yes, please, because there's not enough. People tend to think there's so many people doing that. It's like, no, 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 no. First of all, there are so many flavors. There are so many different people. There are billions of people on this earth that have a need and whoever resonates with them, that's what, who they'll, you know, work with. So tell me a little bit more about your, your philosophy in terms of, you know, I've been addressing it as what's, what's your view of healthy food? How do you see being healthy? Um, I mean, yeah, as you said, there's, there's a billion people and, and everyone um, sees something else as, as being healthy. And I think there's, there's space for everyone who wants to be a health coach. There's really so many people who are in need of, of, of support and guidance in that area because we hear so much around us and we read so much and um, it's very confusing. So um, I think as just very simply said, you can say um, it's not only nutrition, um, first of all, I think that's super important to say you as you as you mentioned, you have to see the, the, the whole picture. Um, health is not just is not just what's on your on your plate, even though that's a very big uh, part of it. And I think what should be on your plate is the biggest array of um, fruit and vegetables, food, whole foods that come from the earth, unprocessed foods. Um, I think that is very important, whether I'm personally plant-based, I also work that way. My clients are not all plant-based um, because that's, again, very individual, I think, if, whether you thrive on a plant-based diet or not. Um, but the baseline is um, whole unprocessed foods that should be 80% of your diet. And then obviously, um, because we're not, we're not perfect and we don't have to be perfect. Like have your pizza, have your glass of wine, have your coffee, have your whatever, um, your piece of cake. I think that's also um, a big part of, of health and enjoying life because joy should be a nutrient too. And uh, depriving yourself is, is not fun. And uh, 
I think, uh, yes, working, especially like I enjoy showing my clients that they can actually eat food and that they can can enjoy themselves and uh, make delicious things um, and also eat out and be social uh, while doing actually um, my program. So I think uh, that is something that, that is very valuable and also then leads to sustainable lifestyle changes because diets, they work as long as you as you uh, as you stick to it but not but not uh, in like in the long term yes absolutely and i agree there's a comment saying joy should be a nutrient like you said joy is a nutrient creativity is a nutrient breath work is a nutrient connection with people you love is a nutrient it's not just what's on the plate but when when we do address what's on the plate it shouldn't be that restrictive and i think that's why mainstream that diets don't work because they're telling you to do some something very specific and if you step out of that then you ruined it and it's it's it, there are there's so much noise out there regarding what to eat and and there's so many people that are just confused yes exactly that's my experience too and i think it all leads back to just connecting to yourself again so that's why I work with meditation a lot too, because I think um, strengthening that current connection to yourself and to your inner voice, to your intuition is, is so important um, in order for every part of your life. But um, if you look at nutrition, it's really important because you know what's good for yourself. No one else knows that, you know, you know, whether... Um, I don't know what 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 you want to eat uh, today is a small choice, but it's actually a big one because um, when if you trust yourself to make this choice, you might you you might also trust yourself with bigger life decisions ultimately. And I think it's it's really all connected. And uh, yeah, that's something I think it's it's that that is really nice if you really learn to listen to yourself again and tune out the noise obviously you can educate yourself and read and um it's it's interesting and take what you like from the things that work for you and then but leave the things that 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 don't work for you because that's the only way you will have something that's sustainable for yourself and not not tailored for someone. I have so many women who come to me and say they do intermittent fasting and uh, it's kind of not working. And it's really almost all of the of the women I work with, they're like skipping breakfast or I don't know, dinner or, and then for a while it might work, but then not. And it's just not fun. <laughs> yeah. So. Fun and not sustainable. I was actually, you know, I don't, often you know when when people come across selling something very extreme you know there was a person on instagram yesterday that i came across and um she's this woman and i guess she's in maybe 50s 60s and she's a very intense um intermittent fasting person and her approach is like everybody should be fasting and we should all be fasting and I'm looking at her and she doesn't look healthy. Like she looks very stuck in her body and her face and her manner, her skin and all that stuff. And, you know, and she has a ton of followers, right? And I don't know, maybe she's a doctor. I don't even, I couldn't even stay that long to, to understand where she was coming from. But I noticed it was all about yeah. and she had a lot of, a big following. And she was backing up some supplements and stuff like that. And I was like, this woman looks very unhealthy to me. Like, I don't, and unhealthy, I'm not talking about weight. A lot of times we just um, connect weight with health. She was very slim, but she actually looked just like dried up, like somebody that didn't have vitality mm -hmm. in being. And there's hundreds of thousands of people probably doing what this woman is telling them because something resonated and you know we go to the extremes and we do all these things just because somebody somehow knows how to drive that message across but going through the same program the, the same certification program that we did i think one of my takeaways was it's not that complicated right you gotta eat food you gotta eat whole foods you gotta just eat real food but i would love to know 
what is your food story? What made you become somebody that wanted to share your experience? Your, I, I heard this phrase recently, um, this the researcher, researcher from Stanford, I forget her name, Ali, uh, but she's, she's, she does deep dives into mindset and why people, you know, what our mindset, how, how much our mindset dictates. It was on a Huberman Lab podcast, which I love. But she said, you know, my research is largely based on me-search. So it's, it, even as a scientist, as a clinical psychologist, she was interested in studying things that she had gone through, you know, stress, weight management, da, da, da. So what is your story and what... Um, motivated you to share with the world what you've learned um so growing up through adolescence i went to an eating through an eating disorder i think that's very common unfortunately for a lot of women um and uh, so ever since i think my my uh, relationship to food has been i mean uh, i don't know when somehow with therapy and everything I got out of that like before my 20s um, and then I was just still very interested in in uh, all things wellness foods um, my mom always she she always cooked fresh for us I grew up like uh, with fresh freshly cooked food and she also showed me how to cook and I loved cooking so um, I think like my interest in and in passion for for that um comes from there and then um putting the few thing the, the two things together i think came also with my mindfulness practice actually like really really tuning in and like doing the work and um getting to terms with that that i had that issue and um it, it just um made me want help to help other people to get out of it as well and um, I think also with, with IIN, um, before I started the studies, I think I, I had looked at the program earlier already, but I, I somehow couldn't give myself the per permission to do it because I thought, you know, I have this past, so maybe it's not good if I get um, too much into this topic again. And um, uh, yeah, it was a little bit strange somehow um i just i needed to give my, myself first the permission to do that um to 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 actually be able then see oh i can actually help people you know because you can you can transform your weakness into a strength and um yes that's what i did and that's how i and helped me to become or to to become a coach to be in service of others and that's actually I think something that is really nice if you're looking for something to do um, to like merge your passion uh, with something that is in in service of others I think then ultimately you will really find your true calling because uh, anything else is just a hobby probably <laughs> I don't know a job not that there's anything wrong with no. having a job there's a difference something magical i feel happens when you can merge both as you're saying because it, it's it i feel like it's it's almost a true meaning of purpose is when you want to do work that also inspires you and that could be anything that could be making beautiful sheets i'm looking at my bed that could be crafting the most beautiful candles to illuminate somebody's life that could be paving the streets in the most beautiful way because you want everybody to go about their way in a smooth, you know, it's, it's whatever, whatever it is that you are really into and really drives you and really lights up your heart. And you can also make a living out of it because let's be honest. A lot of people feel that, Oh, because you're in service or you're a do meditation or you're teaching people how to feel better that's not a business like no actually yeah you can make a living out of helping people out why not you know we have doctors we have nurses we have a lot of people that do that and i feel that for for the area that we're in some i feel like some people are very confused still about what what this is you know what you is health health coaching or coaching. yeah 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 i think it needs some some explanation but i think if you really you need to find your niche as you said before you know if you say you're 
a health coach, okay, that's, that can mean a lot of things. But I think if you really find your niche and uh, you create a program that actually speaks to a group of people, I think you can't focus on like everyone. Um, I think uh, you should, you really have to, to, to have your focus, like, uh, I don't know, women um, in your age group, maybe because that's something you have, you have experience with or, or um, I don't know, pre, pre and postpartum nutrition or something like that. Uh, hormonal, hormonal nutrition therapy. Um, there's, there's so many, there's so many things. And I think uh, if you really find your, find your fields, then, then there's also going to be the people who, who, um, who are attracted by it and who, who actually are in need, need of your services. Yeah, I feel like for me, it, it actually happened that way where I I was thinking so hard on who is it that I want to support? Is it women in this age group? Is it women that have children or not children? Is it women that work in corporate world? Is it this or that? And for me, what I found is when I just started sharing the things I cared about and the things that I wanted to speak of, people find you. You know, like it's almost, it, it was almost the opposite. This, that when I stopped searching, it started forming itself by me being myself, by me sharing the things that I was um, passionate about, like you were saying before. Yeah, no, totally. I agree. So what, how, how do you think, how would you define what your, what your philosophy is? I love that you said that you're working with people um, that are not plant-based because it's a, it's a very personal, um, each body is a different body. So there's a foundational aspect to eating and food, and then there's the needs and the preference of, of different people. So how, what's your approach to, um, I come to you, hey, I need help. How do we start? Um, so with most clients, I work for a longer period of time, which is... Uh, about six weeks and then depending on their their needs and wants uh, we can we can extend that and uh, but for a lot of people it's also they're not plant-based but they want to try out plant uh, being plant-based so I think the six weeks is a really good um, window of time that is not too intimidating but at the same time it's long enough to get into it you know to learn how to uh, to cook this way and um, to to meal prep uh, and all of that. And um, I also explain them um, the aspects of food combining, eating for optimal energy, um, eating alkaline, eating anti-inflammatory. Um, so very focused on, on, uh, on plant-based food. But if you like, you can incorporate your animal protein if uh if 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 needed and if wanted so um it i keep that very open depending on the goals and needs of the of the clients because people come to me for different reasons and uh work for me work with me uh for different periods of time so it depends for for all of them and i think uh yeah so far that has been uh, successful and uh, yeah they've had nice results and also come back maybe sometimes for just the meditation program um which was nice to so to 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 work with people just focus on that then and uh, because i do a little bit of of introduction to meditation during the program but obviously nutrition is is the focus so um i also offer like a four week um only introduction to meditation program that uh, is really only focused on that what's the what's do you see a, a big difference or a big not difference but do you what um do you notice anything different when somebody only focuses on nutrition than when they pair mindfulness with eating I think so. Yes, I've had clients that were very resistant to the idea of any mindfulness practice. Um, and I mean, I obviously don't force anyone to, to do that. So uh, I just think it's, it, the success is just 
it's just different if you really also include the mind because you can just uh, people start um, creating start to create awareness around their habits and patterns um, by by tuning in and and by getting still so um, I think it's a really helpful tool in in that whole program also and uh, yeah I've had I've had a couple clients they they said they just want to do it very isolated just focus on nutrition and uh, there it has been so so they were like at the end they walked away they're like meh you know <laughs> it was nice but like didn't really meet, re reach my goals and uh, maybe also not so consistent um after whereas the others they were they really like um got their whole mind and body into the program and i think that's 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 the key it's almost more important to get the mind into the the program than the body and and uh, yeah i think it's nice to 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 share that because i think i everyone these days can can use more of that um yeah wasn't it the, was it dalai lama or deepak chopra one of those guys i said if everybody in the world would meditate for five minutes a day we would just be in a much better place like if we would just stop and sit down and i like that you're speaking of mindfulness and meditation um from a point of view of the mind, because a lot of people believe that meditation is a spiritual practice, which it kind of is, but there's a huge volume of scientific data speaking of meditation as, as from a neuroscientific perspective, from quantum physics, from, you know, I think we're both fans of Dr. Joe Dispenza. I think you've been posting the book and Talk to us a little bit about that. For those of you who are a little skeptical of meditation because you think you have to be a Zen master and, and go in a different direction, you can be a very modern human being. You can be very busy. You can be a corporate. You can be what fashion girl. You can be whatever you want. But the benefits of mindfulness and meditation are for your brain, essentially. Yeah, and it's for everyone. Um, yeah, so how it's actually how I got into meditation is uh, because of my anxiety. I've had a lifelong battle with anxiety, basically, and I never knew and stress, and I never knew how to actually deal with it. I just didn't have the tools, and also my environment, my family didn't really know, you know, how how to help me with that. So, um, growing up or yeah as a teenager I always thought it would be so nice if there would be something to manage your stress and I, I remember talking to my dad and he was just like you know that's just life that's just how it is and I was like oh no really um and then um yeah I'm a very rational person very straightforward and um I I was always thinking yeah meditation that's not really for me I don't know um too spiritual too mysterious uh, not for me but then um, when I got pregnant with my first daughter I really really needed something because my anxiety was through the roof you know when you're pregnant hormonal and uh, everything just gets magnified so um, I started meditation with my uh, yoga teacher and um, yeah it really really changed my life so um to this day, I'm not living without my anxiety, but I just have a tool to deal with it. And um, I think that is these days where we're all so stressed out, um, not only for that, obviously, but as a stress management tool, it is amazing. And um, yes, I think uh, you can come at it with a very, very um, straightforward and rational uh, point of view. I study uh, now with Jack cornfield and tara brock in my meditation uh, program that is a bit more spiritual and it's funny because we have these peer groups these study groups that we that we um that we always meet, meet with every two weeks and there's all kinds of people there you know and some people they're a little more spiritual other ones they're a little bit more uh straightforward and and less spiritual so it's interesting to see the like the different flavors you can actually um, give a mindfulness practice and I consciously teach it this way because I think it's less intimidating 
um, and and uh, people might be more open to trying it. Obviously, there's a spiritual component to it that is inevitable when you get deeper into it. But I think that's for everyone to discover for themselves and uh, to see for themselves um, when they get further into it, how far they want to take it or um, yeah, how much Sanskrit and spirituality they want to. <laughs> They want to add to it exactly how much chanting and and burning exactly. uh, I, that you have that approach because for me i started meditating when i was still in the corporate world or trying i was trying to meditate and i was the person that i, I was like i can never sit down i can't i'm too busy and, I, and then i'm start. i'm gonna start thinking and but it was because i was trying to meditate in a in a way that wasn't i didn't like it it was you know i was trying to simply sit there and focus on my breath, which, you know, which is kind of what you think meditation is. Just sit down and close your eyes. It was impossible for me. So I found um, guided meditation, but I didn't like that person's voice. And then this and that. And finally, I landed on Headspace, the app. And I liked it because Andy, he has a, a British accent. So I was like, I can hang with Andy for 10 minutes a day. And one day I just got tired of Andy. And then I was like, what am I going to do? And somehow found Vedic meditation. Mm -hmm. What pulled me to it, even though my teacher looks like the wise man on a, on a mountain, Tom Knowles, he has a long white beard, but he dresses in really cool, like denim. He's like a modern, you know, he's a mix of both. He only spoke of the neuroscience of meditation. So when when I did the training, not the tra I didn't train to be a, a teacher. When I did the course to learn how to meditate, it was four days long, and all he spoke was about the science of meditation. The, I mean, he would talk about the origin of the Vedic part of the meditation and the mantra, but it was very focused on this is what meditation does to your brain, to your body, to your stress, to your anxiety. And on the last day, because somebody asked, can we talk about the spiritual side of it? Then he went into it. Mm -hmm. But it, it it was like, guys, this is just so good for you. Like even put it, put the spirituality to the side. And again, like you're saying, you can come back to it and you can go down that route if you wish to. But if, if, you, if we understand that there is such a, a much more deeper um, benefit that you can reap from from meditation from you know it's it's not just the body it's the mind it's the the new the 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 hormonal impact it has on the body so what are what are some specific examples you have from how you would deal with anxiety before versus now with the meditation as a tool i mean before you probably um I, I would probably just have a panic attack almost or just be in my head and be not not be able to get out of it and insomnia was very normal for me um, not being able to fall asleep because it was just like turning 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 and um, I think now um, with meditation I've learned that everything comes and goes so as just any other thoughts or, or emotions um, anxiety also comes and goes and it's actually so freeing to uh, to recognize that you know that it all, it all passes and by connecting to your body and to your breath and to the present moment you are able um, to being kind of a like a safe place because it's always your your safe place that's always with you and in the present moment most of the time, everything is actually okay because it's just your mind that uh, is making up the stories and the worries. And uh, I think 99% of it, we replay in our heads are the same stories and they don't even happen. Um, it's just what we tell ourselves all day. And I think it's, it's really great to recognize also that you can be the architect of your own minds and really like furnish it up there like you like you please and uh, it's it's super empowering to to uh, to recognize that that's beautiful I, I i love that example of being the architect of your mind and and furnishing it as you would your home because you know to some people their body is not a safe place because if you're if you have this 
you're holding fear, you're holding anger, you're holding, if you, you know, there's a, there's a phrase that I love that keeps coming up recently and it's, you cannot heal a body you don't, that, that you don't love. But I like to think of it differently is your body can't heal you if you don't love it because the body ultimately is the one healing us. We're not doing the work. We're kind of getting out of the way so that the incredible body that we have can do its its magic in keeping us from not dying, right? That's what the body's doing every day, keeping us safe, keeping us. But if, if there's instability if, if from an emotional aspect, from a nutritional aspect, from you don't feel safe in it, and meditation is such, a, a, such an impactful tool to begin that connection of, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, this sounds so cliche, but it's the truth when you've been meditating for a while. The answers are all within, right? And when somebody tells you, no, just look within. The answers are within. But within feels like this. Yeah. You got to like, you know, I remember when I started meditating, one of the questions we asked, many people asked the teacher, so what, when am I going to see results? What are my results going to be? Because everybody, you know, we're on a time crunch here. And I remember when I took the course, it was all fashion people. There were models, there were photographers for some reason. And I wasn't in fashion anymore, but it was like a fashion crew. And everybody's like, we're here to meditate because we're freaking out. But tell me, you know, when am I going to see this? So he said, you know, you start now, immediately you're going to feel some, you know, a difference in, in, in your nervous system, your stress management. A year from now, you're going to feel a certain way, six years later. And he, he painted the big picture and was like, oh, okay, wow. Okay, put it in the back of your mind, right? One day, I think I had been meditating for at least a year or two. And I'm having an argument with my husband. Or actually, he was having an argument with me because I was sitting there. And he said, why aren't you freaking out about this? It was a particular situation. Why are you freaking out? And I said, ah, meditation works. <laughs> it works. <laughs> <laughs> because normally. I would have been the one freaking out. And I was just like, we're going to be fine. We're going to figure it out. I was like, it does work. <laughs> exactly. That's how it trickles over into your real life. You know, it's like yoga because they say you shouldn't only practice yoga on the mats. You should also practice yoga in life. And meditation is not only the the few minutes or, or yeah that you're sitting, but it should actually then... Um, trickle over into your everyday and I, I always like to say you know just take these little, little like mindful minutes during the day where you just like come back to the present moments and and actually be here you know like I don't know especially if you're doing some like redundant things like washing dishes or chopping vegetables or folding laundry you know really like feel the fabric on your hands like take a breath, you're here, it's fine. And then actually something like this can be beautiful, you know, like yes. the joy of being in the moment and of being alive. It sounds cheesy, but if you try it, it's actually, it's like that because we always, we always live somewhere in the future or in the past and um, in the worries. So being in the moment can be so freeing and, and beautiful. Yeah, it's like having a, an abundance of time where you, you don't feel like you're rushing, right? Because you're actually washing the dishes. I'm going to wash this plate and I'm going to look at it and I'm going to, you know, it's the same. I find that going back to food, something that I had not taken into consideration as a teaching when I'm working with people was talking about chewing, and I realized a lot of people don't chew their food. So now I actually, it's like week two, we're talking, week one, we're talking about chewing. Like, like, oh, what, what are we talking about today? We're going to talk about chewing. And chances are, when I ask people, how many times do you chew your food? They're like, I don't know, like five. And like, no, let's talk about chewing. So even, it, we're not mindful even in, in how we're doing things in our own body, how we're moving, how we're putting, you know, to what is something, what is a common thread you find when people come to you saying, Hey, I need help with this. What is, what is something that they, that you have noticed in common between different people from different ages, different backgrounds? 
um, I think just that they don't have time. They don't have time to cook. They don't have time to food shop. They don't have time to plan. Um, and I think that's, that's, that's mostly the problem um, that people don't really, or they don't put enough, um, um, how do you say, um, they don't emphasize it enough as something important in their lives somehow. I think, uh, you know, everyone wants to be healthy, but it has to be now and instant and convenient. Um, but unfortunately, it just takes a little bit of work. Um, and that can be streamlined by being well organized and it can be done because we're all busy. We all have our families, uh, our partners, our jobs, and uh, there's not that much time in the day, but I think still um, taking, taking that time and uh, is, it's a form of self care. Um, cooking for yourself and your family, I think is something that these days, um, I love, I love watching food documentaries like, uh, cooked and and all of these um and and there it said so i don't know i don't know the, the exact quote anymore but it's actually true it was about uh these days it's just not important anymore to cook but it's actually something so beautiful and so central like uh it's a love language basically mm -hmm. for me my love language for my family that's how i show them love by like making them a freshly cooked meal and for myself too uh obviously not uh, every meal every day it's fine you know <laughs> you have to not be perfect but I think in in general like learning um, to organize yourself that you can do that more most of the time is something that like enhances your quality of life and your health of yourself and the people around you so much that it's like invaluable yes absolutely I had a guest um a few months ago, who was it that said this? It'll come to me. But she was speaking of how uh, morning time, making breakfast for her kids was her favorite time of her day. Where in the past, it was like her not favorite time because she was rushing and it was like, oh, breakfast and this and that. And we made the connection of, of that you know, how we perform in the kitchen, how we go about, how we talk about food, how we um, present that in front of our kids. That's the story they're going to grow up with, right? So I grew up with a mom. She didn't cook herself. She was always working. She was busy. So there was somebody in my house I would cook. And I I knew she could cook really good food, but it, it was always kind of an inconvenience. Like she, it, 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 you know. It wasn't happening. And I held on to that. I, I, even though I liked cooking, if I had to cook for other people, I would find it so annoying until I realized, oh, they actually like my food. They want me to cook with them. But in speaking with her, it made me really become aware of when I'm cooking for my kids saying, I love cooking for you. I This is one of my favorite things to do. And when I make food for you, when you eat it, even if you don't like it, it makes me so happy. And it, it's become this really connecting time for us. We have a table in the kitchen. So we just sit and they're watching me cook and I'm talking. I'm not talking about food like this is healthy, but we're just like hanging out. And, and having this time, and I make sure that even if I'm not really in the mood, I don't show that. I'm all, I would say, I love I loved doing this for you. You know, yeah, and we hold on to those stories, right? Yeah, no, it's true. And I luckily, I have an Italian husband, so his uh, <laughs> love for food is huge. And uh, also my mother-in-law, she's a great and passionate uh, cook, so... Uh, I think also like uh, that exchange is, is something super nice and that I really want to pass on to my kids um, because because it's something really beautiful. Yes, absolutely. Well, if anybody wanted to find you, if anybody wanted to work with you or see what you're up to, meditation, nutrition, how can they find you? So they can find me on Instagram. My Instagram is Essentiel. And um, my website, uh, there you can find all my um, 
information also i also share um, recipes regularly so if you're interested in that um, to see and uh, that's on my website they all live on my website and that's essential.life and and your food is so beautiful and it's you know i think it's so important to present food even the, like i can tell everything that's on your plate but it's just put beautifully on a plate and that you know even that little step. So before we go, what would be one or two um, simple tips you would give to somebody that is starting from zero? They're like, I'm so lost. I have no idea how to eat in a way that makes me feel healthy and happy. Um, I think stick, uh, stick to the whole foods and throw out most of the packages in your, in your pantry and then look around and get inspired. I mean, there's so many um, great sources these days uh, of, of beautiful recipes. And I really think you have to make it like nice for you. So you enjoy your time in the kitchen and um, it can be simple. My recipes are all super simple because I'm a mom. I don't have time. I work. So uh, I think as most people these days, I love to cook, but I don't want to spend hours in the kitchen. Um, I don't do recipes that have more than 10 ingredients and I don't want to run to like uh, specialty stores to, to get ingredients. So I think keep it simple and um, you can teach yourself how to cook and eat healthy in a really like convenient and, and simple way. It might t take a little time and a little um, getting used to, but I think it's really worth it. Yeah, it's an investment. It's an investment on yourself. Exactly. Something that I will add to that, play some music in the kitchen. I've been doing that recently. I had, I'm like, when did I forget? Yes, that's it. Light some candles, make it nice. <laughs> make it nice, make it, have a fun time, make a mocktail or make yourself some tea, play some music and have somebody you like in there hanging out with you. So thank you so much. I feel like we've been trying to connect like this for a while and I wish you all the best in mm -hmm. everything you do with your with your practice and let's stay in touch yes definitely thank you so much for having me on i really enjoyed chatting to you me too see you soon see you bye paula thank you for listening for nutrition coaching wellness offerings and upcoming events please visit my website paolaatlason.live and for daily musings and simple advice you can find me on instagram at paolaatlasonwellness Sending love.